0: It's like and maybe it took me that experience like really understand how it feels for people to be left out. Like, part of me, Devin, too, thinks like people maybe never been left out. And if you've never been left out, like, holy shit, it hurts so bad. It, and it's like because you're like, Oh my god, what's wrong with me? What's I was like working myself up by the stomach ache and finally a texture. I'm like, I feel like you're making these big plans. And I'm confused, like, why you didn't invite me. And I'm really glad I had reached out to her and said that because she was like, Oh my god, she called me and she's like, Yo, you got that so wrong. Here's like how it happened, and I'm like okay, I'm glad that we both communicated like on this like level, that we both like spoke honestly about what's happening because I'm like, then we got to the bottom of it instead of like me assuming and like spiraling all night, I'm just like glad I brought it up. And when you leave somebody out, like maybe you are doing it unintentionally and you should know that you're doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I've had so many honest conversations with some of the girls like on the team we're on. It's like, sometimes you don't even know.
1: Sometimes people do know and need to take accountability and and that's not taken. It's, it's it's just not cool. Like you need to if you made, cool. if you did that and you know you hurt someone's feelings, like you need to apologize and own it. You're listening to Breaking Ice podcast, a podcast I created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players. My name's Devin Dodero. I'm the wife of Charlie Dodero. We have two dogs, a little boy Crosby, and a baby girl on the way. We spent 8 months of the year living the hockey life in Europe, but we've also spent about 5 seasons in North America. I've been around the block, sometimes just for a cup of coffee, but I wanted to share the tools, resources, and what's helped me along the way, while also learning every week from each and every one of you. In this podcast, we share tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things women, all things hockey, friendships, trades, long distance, moves, and life in general, so you don't feel so alone. So put your headphones in. Go for a walk and feel like you're sitting down with your best girlfriends. Oh, and make sure to follow the page on Instagram, Breaking the Ice Pod. Let's lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Breaking the Ice. If you are new here, this is a podcast that I created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players. And welcome. I have been down in San Diego for the past week and I go back to Idaho tomorrow. Um, My mom had a baby shower for me down here so I got to see some friends and family from back home and then I will head back. I also made my trip a little bit longer so that I could get out of the heat in Idaho. I don't know about where everyone else is right now but it's been like Consistently 100 degrees for the past two months, pretty much, (laughs) which has been torturous. So being in the San Diego weather has been very nice and refreshing. This episode is a long one and worth every single freaking second that you listen to it. So I'm going to keep my intro super short and sweet, but I had my friend Madison on the podcast. Madison and I have never met in real time, but she does all of my brand outreach for the podcast, which is where she reaches out to different sponsors for me and tries to connect and do different kinds of partnerships. And she's been such an asset turned friend. We just like really, really hit it off when we're talking. She's like one of those people that you just have like really good friendship chemistry with. So I loved this conversation with her and we chatted about so many things. I'm not even going to get into everything that we talked about because there's 500 bullet points that I made when writing out the show notes. (laughs) So if you are more curious about what we talked about in the episode, you can head to the show notes and read that there. But this is probably one of the most relatable episodes I have ever recorded. I've listened to it back a couple of times, just editing and then making sure everything is smooth flowing. And I found myself like cracking up both times I found myself just really, really resonating with it, and I know you will too. One of the topics that we talk about for a good portion of the episode is inclusion. Madison and I are both people pleasers. We have established this. We have talked about this prior to recording this episode. Like we feel like we're people pleasers in our professional lives. We feel like we're people ple- people pleasers in our personal lives, and it's something that we both work on. We knew that we wanted to talk about inclusion in this episode, and I think when you are voicing your opinions or your experiences on a public platform, it can feel really intimidating because a lot of people do listen to this podcast. With that being said, I think that each episode we can learn from each other. And this is an episode where, you know, we shared a couple of vulnerable experiences where we were excluded. And for me, this kind of goes back to my people pleasing, which we discussed in this episode. But like, I feel like whenever I talk about inclusion or being left out, like I'm very, I kind of have like a guard up. I'm very generalized. I don't want to share any, you know, specific instances because I don't want any issues or problems or whatever. But I definitely wanted to open up and just share about a couple experiences because I want other people that have gone through it to know that they're not alone and hopefully you can relate to the stories that we were sharing. And I also know and I also feel that every time there is an episode that I feel a little bit scared or nervous to post, I know that I need to. And that's because I know that by sharing this episode, and by sharing these stories, and by feeling nervous about it, it's because other people need to hear it. So I am willing to put me being uncomfortable, you know, vocalizing this on a public platform, because I think that it's beneficial to other people. And I want other people to feel like, oh wow, like this has happened to me, okay, I'm not the only one. And that's that's my whole purpose with this podcast, right? Like it's not to, you know, put on a front and act like everything's like hunky-dory all the time. It's to really create that connection and allow people to feel that sense of community and like that sense of togetherness because our hockey experience is so individualized and specific that, you know, not everybody can understand and relate. So that is just one small element in this podcast that we discussed. We talked about so many other things. Again, you can check out the show notes if you want more specific details, but I promise you, you're going to find yourself just laughing and head nodding throughout this entire episode. So I hope you enjoy. And if you do find yourself resonating with it, please share it to your story. I know I say that it's like a broken record, but really like, you know, this it's important to help keep this podcast going for me. And also if you relate to this and you don't want to share it you can always send me a dm and let me know if this resonated with you so that i know that i'm doing something right one final thing and then i will stop chatting your ear off but i have to say it six days from today so if you're listening on wednesday the day this comes out the retreat spots are opening up on tuesday so this coming tuesday september 6th at 10 a.m eastern the retreat spots are going live I sent the pamphlet, the itinerary, all of the package details to over 60 people, and so I do anticipate that the spots are going to sell out. I have very limited spots available, and I did this intentionally on purpose. Again, sometimes I feel like a broken record talking about the retreat, but at the end of the day, I am just so excited, and I work really hard on this retreat, and it's something that I... to share about because it's important to me and i feel like it really is such an amazing experience for us to look forward to in this hockey community so if you are interested in joining us in cabo san lucas the dates are may 17th to 21st 2023 so it's four nights in mexico everything's all inclusive all the food all the drinks every activity there's prizes there's bonding i mean literally doesn't get better than that so If you do have additional questions, I'm always available by DM or email. Um, And if you do want to take a look at that itinerary, if you haven't already, please message me. I'm happy to send that over, but just know that those spots are opening up and it's kind of first come, first serve. So whoever signs up first and books the rooms that I have available is who gets to join in on the retreat. And then I'll kind of see how that goes from there and if there's a wait list and if i will open up maybe one or two more rooms. So, make sure to chat with your friends, talk it over and be ready to go on Tuesday, September 6th. I feel like we should just honestly start. I feel like Yeah. I feel like David Letterman like this next guest needs no introduction. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's such an honor. Well, <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I will introduce you. I'm so excited that we're finally doing this for those listening. Madison does all of my brand or I don't know what we call it like brand management, like brand outreach. You've been crushing it. I was like, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. And you're amazing. And I'm so happy that I met you. And I'm just so excited to chat.
0: Girl, the feeling is so mutual. I mean, I've told you this like over and over, but your podcast, your community is like my religion. So it it feels so great to (laughs) contribute to it. And you rock the brand thing. Like I'm giving you all, like that is all you sister. Like I'm just helping with emails and partnerships, which is, you know, that's because of what you created. So I just love to be part of it. And I'm so happy to be on on this episode today. Um, Yeah, I, I love listening. So I'm like honored that I'm here. Like this is awesome. I'm going to be blushing when I'm like going to be listening to this. I'm like, oh my God, your voice sounds so weird in the
1: episode. You know what I mean? No. No, Okay. I love your voice. First of all, and thank you for saying all that. That's I love your voice. I love like a good raspy voice. I mean, it's the best. I think everyone can agree. Like it's everyone wants like that kind of voice.
0: Well, thank you so much. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I've always been heard like, you sound like a guy, like, I have a twin sister, you know, so like when they're like, whose voice sounds different? Like mine's always raspy. But I was like, what's funny is with people listening, um, we were supposed to record this the other day, but I was like, Devin, I can't record the episode because I drank and my voice is completely gone. So that's what happens with a raspy voice. Like you could completely lose it. So thanks for the flexibility. with
1: me. Oh my God. Um, Of course. No, that's funny. I actually have a friend that has a really raspy voice. And when she drinks, the same thing happens to her, which is so weird. I wonder like why that happens. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh my God, I just should reach out to her. Cause it is like so incriminating. Like if I'm like remotely hung over, I'm trying to hide it. It's like, there's no, there's no way. Like yeah. it's just, it's just
1: coming out of my voice. So. Yeah. It's funny too. I mean, I've, I think I've had another guest too, that has like, well, a bunch of people, like everyone has different yeah. fluctuations in their voices. And like every person that has a semi, like I guess deeper, if you want to call it voice is yeah. always self-conscious about it, but that has to stem from like childhood 100% because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I actually like my voice now, but growing mm-hmm. up, I was so self-conscious of it. Cause I've had people say the same thing, like, Oh, like really? you deeper, like, uh, not man. I don't know. Like, you know, like kids can be so mean in like elementary yeah. school or whatever, but like that's, yes. that shit sticks with you.
0: Yeah, no, totally. It does. And I mean, I think that's like why too, I've always been like, when people say like, I like your voice. I'm like, that is insane to me because it's always been like an insecure spot for me. You know, we all have those things, but um, yeah, definitely in elementary school, it was tough. And I had like a speech therapist too. So like that just made it worse. Oh, and I had a list. Yeah. So I was oh. just like all over the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you probably
0: <thing>, Just kidding. <laughs> I know. No, seriously. I'm like, okay. I, I was like that kid and they were like, do you know why you're here today? It's like, I was like, yeah. Cause I have a raspy voice. And they're like, no, it's
1: because you have a list. And I
0: was like, "Well, what else do I have? Like, this is so sad." <laughs> You're like, "I gotta get
1: this going for me here." Your parents are like, "We gotta get oh, yeah. this girl into speech therapy." Like, <laughs>
0: seriously. And like, my sister was like totally fine. Her voice doesn't sound like this. Really? And here I am, like, yeah, super weird.
1: That is so interesting. You, yeah. So you guys are identical, obviously.
0: Yeah, totally identical. Um, but obviously, people like can tell us apart by the voice. I think when people like ask me like, Oh my God, like what differences do you guys have? Like, how can I tell you apart? I'm like, I don't know because I don't look in my face in the mirror. and I'm like, Oh, that's different from Lauren's. That's different. I just kind of like, I'm just here. I, I don't know how to say it, but I think our voice is like one of the most telling signs. Yeah. Just,
1: like I'm me because of the voice. I have found that every identical twin that I like either follow or know, it's always the mouth for me. That's different with every <laughs> single person. It's like the mouth looks a little different. And that's how I always can tell people apart. Oh
0: my God. That okay, that's so funny because I've heard that from somebody else before. And now that you say that, that is exactly what people always say. Yeah. That's weird, Devin. You have like
1: a twin whisper, like you have like a sixth (laughs) sense. Haley Ferguson, who I had on my podcast, she's like one of the twins Mm -hmm. from The Bachelor. She has an identical twin sister. And I've never like met her or like, you know, talked to her sister Mm -hmm. before, but I can instantly tell them like even if I can't see who posted it it's because they're they're different mouths
0: I remember listening to that episode I have to like re go back and and tune in because like every time like there's like a twin person it's like oh my god I feel you I got you it's like a different bond so but um yeah that's actually funny you can tell from the mouth like have you yeah yeah that's so odd
1: did you like growing up with a twin
0: um, yeah, I mean, she is like my, you have to say yes. Thing. Cause you're
1: on a podcast and she's going <laughs> to listen to this. <laughs>
0: I know. I was like, like not really. lightly. yeah, Like, there's obviously like pros and cons <laughs> where it's like, um, we shared everything our whole life. So, um, birthdays, things like that, where it's just like, it never was like separate. And, um, so that's like, kind of like stunted my growth in a way, but like, I think having, I couldn't imagine not having her. So it's like such a hard question to answer, but, um, Life like events like ebb and flow. Like sometimes I'm like, I need to be super independent. I need to be Madison, but sometimes I'm like, I need my sister here. I'm not really me without her. So it's like answer your question. Like it kind of depends on like what season of my life I'm experiencing. But like it is it's hard to be a twin because I when I'm in these independent experiences, it's just like it's
1: very hard. Yeah. Do it alone. But um yeah, she's my best friend, so I love her. Do you feel like (laughs) because you guys live such different lifestyles like you're obviously living the hockey life which is so hard for people to just understand in general Mm -hmm. do you feel like Mm -hmm. she has a really good grasp on that just because you guys I'm sure talk all the time or do you feel like that's something that you kind of lean more on like your hockey friends for that
0: is such a good question I think um she's kind of like forced to understand like kind of like you said before because um we're just like, I need her so much as she just like needs to know exactly what's going on. But it's interesting because her fiance now, like she's got engaged this summer, which is exciting. Um, but her fiance was a hockey player too, played in the um, ECHL. He played in Norway, a couple of places, but uh, he retired and now he's like loving the retired life, you know, in his career. Um, so it was, I think that was a weird transition where we were both experiencing it together. We were living in an apartment together and we watched each other's like boyfriend's games. And then when he retired, it was kind of like this thing where I'm like, well, can I still talk to you about this? Like, is it going to hurt you? And then, so I think that was like kind of a weird like transition where I was like, but I'm still very much in it. Um, but it was great because she was super supportive and knew what was going on, but then like just was able to like travel with me. It's like my new experiences because then I went to Europe with Ben. So so um, she kind of has to, is forced to understand it. And
1: um, well, she kind of lived I, like, it really- too
0: yeah, she lived it. But, um, I don't know if that even really answers the question all the way. It's just like, you kind of like have to be there for each other's experiences. So, I mean, she could probably take my place and do everything just fine here. Cause she knows everything for me, but um, yeah, <laughs> we, could, we could like pull a parent trap and like switch here.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm sure you probably get asked that all the time, but did you do that growing up ever?
0: No, because, well, I don't know. I feel like we've, we never did. And I don't know why I think like, the times that we probably could have would have been like elementary school. And at that point, we were so involved in being like individuals.
1: And yeah. it just
0: like never really crossed my mind to do it. Um, it's I think it's harder than people think because like I can't really lie, and I'm also the voice. Like she would have to like develop a lisp and like know what's on her vocal cords <laughs> in order to take me over. So you do not hard. have a you don't still have a lisp. I don't anymore. I trained. The shit out of that. Like I had these flashcards where I'd like go in my bedroom and like my sister would be able to play like Barbie Detective, and I had to be like doing flashcards in my room of like Sammy the Snake.
1: (laughs) So I got over it. Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, that's kind of cool that she went through that though, and it's so interesting to me that there's three sets of identical twins that I know that are married or dating professional hockey players that either like do not know each other. Or like, I'm like, but it's interesting. It's even more interesting to me. I guess you're from Minnesota, right? Yeah. Which is like a pretty big hockey, like state yeah. in the U S Canada. I feel like it's more common for something like that to happen, but it's, mm-hmm. it's so fun. I feel like that, you know, when there's two sisters that get to kind of go through that together, cause it's such like an individualized experience. It is. It's but- so
0: niche, like so niche. Like, I don't like, it's hard to, you know, like, explain to other people so yeah the fact that we got it together and um I feel like she also like sticks up for me in like the real world like we're back at home when like people like make comments about the lifestyle. I just like don't get it she's like really there to support and like
1: stand up for us <laughs> so, yeah like can advocate. we talk about that please what yeah. is I mean there was something that I can't remember I think it was on my reel I think you were commenting yes. on it, but some yeah. guy was like commenting just like all you do is sit around and make pathetic videos and I'm thinking dude you're commenting on these pathetic videos and also like it's so funny and sad like it doesn't faze me that people say that because I'm like you just clearly are naive and don't know but like people legitimately think that we just like eat sleep Mm -hmm. breathe like our husbands and I'm like that is so that could not be further from the truth Mm -hmm. like we have Mm -hmm. our own lives like just because we're able to pack up and go with them doesn't mean Mm -hmm. we don't have our own like you have a full-blown business that you run from Europe you you. have other things going on for you and it's just like hilarious Mm -hmm. that people just think that you know we're just consumed with that all the time
0: it's honestly it's so I don't even know the word to like describe like how funny it is that like yeah that guy like I know exactly the video and it it makes me it just cracks (laughs) me up because I'm like also like he, yeah i just like you're so naive that you just don't get it and also even if you were just somebody who were who was making videos all day long like well yo what's it to you like move along you're actually helping my video like algorithm anyway so like thank you but you're like I was such a loser because you know people like radiate like their like insecurities or like their um like almost like jealousy and not saying like that guy's jealous but they like give off things like oh what must it be like to just be able to like make videos and do whatever it's like dude if you want to make videos too like why don't you do it like you don't have to like bring this energy here like but no I how do you I, find this page honestly how did he find it I'm like you're actively searching like you came onto this like the algorithm knows what you're doing so yeah yeah like that was crazy but yeah people are um very presumptuous I, I think I don't know if I said that right but um yeah and honestly like if You think back to like where you were before this whole like life started to, like, I even think three, three and a half years ago, like before I like really, really, really got into like the nitty-gritty of you know coming to Europe, like the first year was so magical. And then, you know, each year just you learn a little bit more and you get it maybe like not jaded, that's not the right term. You just like experience more where when you hear things like that, it's actually comical. Whereas people like who don't understand it might look at that comment and be like, Oh yeah, that's true. Like they do just make videos all day or just
1: like praise her husbands, but it's like it couldn't be further than the truth yeah I know I think I think early on in our relationship things like that used to make me feel insecure not so Mm -hmm. much like people just saying oh you're able to just pack up and leave yada 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 but like people also have like stereotypes that athletes are always cheating on their significant others as well. Mm-hmm. And he made a, this guy made a comment to me and was just like, Oh, um, so you're going to pack up and move for a guy that's probably has girlfriends in other cities like, ha ha ha, like making a joke about it. But like at that time, I think we'd only been together for like a couple of years. Like I was mm-hmm. just finally going to move with him. Like we had been doing long distance. It's, it was really hard. I was feeling really emotional And Mm -hmm. I remember just like breaking down and I just like left the room. I started crying. I was so upset. And I really let that bother me where now I would be like you, I would probably like fire back now and like, not let it bother me, but just like set someone in their place. But I was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." not that it made me question my relationship, but I was also just like, that's just so stupid to make comments like that.
0: Well, okay. So the thing about that, that like just drives me crazy is like say this dude was in like banking like you're not going to be like oh so you work like you know 20 hours a day you don't even see your family like you don't make like those assumptions back to him for some reason in this like industry particularly people will always voice things like that like where it's like okay I don't come at your job like as a maybe like if you're a surgeon like oh you must have no family life like why do people feel like they like can do that to like our faces and say something like that where it's like it's just kind of like a twin people like feel like they can like pry and ask like the most like kind of disgusting questions sometimes because like you're an anomaly like this like life is a little bit like an an anomaly so people like think they can like really like dig in those like super personal like exactly like maybe you've experienced that in your life and like that's something that like is traumatizing for you it's triggering and this person is just like lightly bringing it up and it's like it's just disgusting it's yeah I'm so sorry that you'd experience that too because Um, yeah. And what are you supposed to say? What do they want you to say back?
1: Yeah. Like, (laughs) uh like, exactly. That's why I'm moving because I think he's cheating on me. Like, it's like, no dude.
0: Like, yeah. Like, were you supposed to just like laugh it off? Like, I just, people like that are just so confusing to me. Like, what did you want me to say back?
1: Yeah. What another funny element of that too, is I, I feel that people have no idea about the different levels of pay that come Mm -hmm. in this sport. I mean, people make anywhere from $20,000 to $20 million, probably. And they Mm -hmm. think that every single person is just making millions of dollars. And that's not Mm -hmm. true, especially Mm -hmm. in the European leagues. Like just Mm going to call it as it is. Like if you're making Mm a million dollars in Europe, please DM me and I'll correct this on the episode, (laughs) but like, that's probably not happening. So it's just kind of funny because they just think, oh, what do you have to complain about? You're just mm-hmm. spending your husband's millions of dollars. It's like, actually no, and actually mm-hmm. like we're both grinding in the summer to like
0: mm-hmm.
1: get through this to be able to afford life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's hard. Yeah.
0: Well, and there's give and take in like every single aspect of it too, which is like, and the oh my god, it and honestly bothers me so much when people even say things like, you're like what do you do all day? Do you just sit and watch Bravo all day? It's like first of all, if someone chooses to sit and watch Bravo all day rock on like <laughs> like do whatever you want like I don't give a shit what you're doing like I'm sure you will know, it's not for me but I, I love my bravo but like all I'm saying is like I don't get why people think they can like openly judge people's like lives like that where it's like what if I hear like someone's occupation I'm not my first assumption is not to be like bringing up all like the you know insecurities or like the strange tidbits of it yeah. and so anyway when people like bring it up to them like there's always give and take like so yeah you are um a mother and you are you know expecting a child and you have to do that away from your family away from your friends away from your support group like there's give and takes like yeah you get to you know be in Europe and have a very you know interesting cool different experience but like it doesn't mean that like everything's sunshine and rainbows and you're making millions of dollars like people just like don't they don't see past it.
1: Totally. And Even I mean, if
0: you say like, I had to do this by myself, they're like, yeah, so what people to do that here? It's like, somehow it's a competition always.
1: I know. It's so true. Charlie and I were having this conversation too, because we were talking about how like, obviously when you are a mom and you're having to go overseas, like it is put on you because you're there for their job. Mm-hmm. It's not like, yeah, I mean, what I do is more flexible than like his like meticulous schedule. And so, but we were talking like, People just think that like being home with your kids all the time is like so easy. And like, yeah, there's such a stereotype that, oh, the husband comes home and there's dinner on the table and the house is clean Mm -hmm. and everyone's like in a good mood and happy to see each. It's like, Charlie was like, I would much rather be like going into work and then coming Mm -hmm. home than like having to stay home all day. And that does not have to do anything with like Mm -hmm. spending time with him. I would not change it. I'm so blessed and lucky that I have been able to stay home with him, Mm -hmm. but that's just another thing that people like to stereotype is that it's just like, Oh, mm-hmm. you just got to stay home with your kids. It's like, it's yeah.
0: exhausting. <laughs> like- oh my God. Yeah, it is. And like, at the end of the day, like you could, you know, you, like you said, you went there, you know, for his career and you, your his job brought you there and you definitely like made the best of it for yourself. Like you, you know, you started your own, you do your own business and you, you've got this like amazing hobby and job and everything that you do. And, um, and what's like crazy about it is like, you kind of have to quit your old life and like adapt to this one. And so people are like, oh, wow, you get to quit your job. You're so lucky. But it's like, you no, know, I was one of those people that loved work. I loved going to work. Like I loved the advertising world. I loved like the clients, like the coworkers, the, the meetings. I loved it all. And, like, and then just like to quit it. It was like very hard. So what people like don't get is like, it's not everyone's dream to, you know, do X, Y, Z, like stay at home or go to work. It's not like everybody's saying. And I just feel like when people like project that onto you, like, but you're so lucky. Like, of course you're lucky. You get to experience your family and like those special moments of life. But like, it's not all that you want to do in your life. There's more you want to experience if that makes any sense.
1: Oh, know? totally. I was just like absorbing that and just like staring at your face like, yes, yes, it's so true. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's, and it's a hard decision too, which I think gets overlooked where it's like, oh, yes. that's so nice that you're able to like, leave your job and go, but it's like, Mm -hmm. but some people, like you said, like yourself, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to have, I chose to do that. Did I Mm -hmm. want to leave this job that I loved? No, I Mm -hmm. chose to do that to be with the person that I love. And those don't always Mm -hmm. go hand in hand. Like that's a sacrifice that you made. And I think a lot of people look over those sacrifices when you're talking to other people in this community, like so many people Mm -hmm. do do that. So it feels normal. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, oh, that's just what you do, or that's what you have to do. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of true in a way you do have to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, that's another thing that can really impact like your happiness. If you are someone that likes Mm -hmm. to go into work and likes Mm -hmm. to have a career and you're very career oriented. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, you have to find like different ways
0: to, this is going to sound so dramatic, but you have to like find ways to like cope with it. Like you have to find like that, like, and it's not about all about like the sparkling office and this and this, but, like for me, like when I come down to the root of it, it's like, I like to show up to something. I like the accountability. I liked the community. I liked all those things. That's like, okay, I have to find that here, which is a little bit more like challenging, which, you know, brings me back to like, why you and I are friends. Like I've gained an actual like friend through working with you and like through the podcasting community. And, um, and like, you know, starting my own business, just like what you do too. It's like, you have to find those like missing pieces. And while it's never like the same, I still find like extreme enjoyment in just like those like little aspects. So it's like really taking a step back and like figuring out like what it is you like and trying to do it for yourself. But like, it is hard. Cause like when I first got here, like I laid on the couch for the first week, and I just like, didn't feel like myself. I was like, this is not Madison. Like, what the heck? Like I'm a go getter. And I'm like, feeling unmotivated and lazy. So you have to like find the courage to like get up and like try these things. It's very hard and awkward at first, but, um, and I feel like we don't get recognition for that like ever. It's like our husbands like have a great game and we're like, yeah, we're trying to like build brands, build communities. And it's like, yo, that takes a lot too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So true. Did you feel like that took you a while to find? And I think, well, okay. I just started like interjecting my question with a comment, but (laughs) Did you feel like, I always do that. I'll like start asking something and then I'm like, side comment, back to question. Uh, Did you feel like it took a long time to figure out what you wanted to do? What kind of business you wanted? Because I feel like that's a lot of, uh, it comes up a lot with people where they're like, I want to do something. I want to work for myself. I want to have my own business, but I don't Mm -hmm. know what I like to do. I don't know Mm -hmm. where to start. What the hell yeah. help? So, like, what yeah. did that process look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. So I um my
0: first year I was still working with my old job. Um, and so I was working American hours. So I started at 3 30 and I get done at 12 30, 1 a.m. But I was like, I couldn't let it go. I just like and I actually like weirdly liked it. I don't know, I'm strange, but you know, I only got like 10 days vacation and just like wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I was really like living up to like my potential of the experience that I was, you know, given like, um, living in Germany. So I ended up quitting my job and, uh, I still freelance for them, which is great. I still do projects. Like I love working with them, but that's a little bit more like manageable because I can like work around my schedule. But, um, after I quit, I felt like a void. I was like, God, you know, I like, I miss that. And I just, I'm a weird person. I, I or, I majored in biology in college, and I was trying to go to med school, and I freaking hated it, and I switched all these things. I ended up in marketing, which is such a, cra- it was such a crazy journey, um, but I ended up in marketing. I loved it, and that's what I was working on with my job, and then um, when I quit, I had like all these like, skills that I was like just dying to use, and all these like new social media platforms that were popping up, That I was like, oh my God, how like amazing would it be to like utilize all of this, and so I started, you know, my own business. I reached out to my dad. He was my very first client but my dad wasn't just going to take me on. He like made me do a full blown presentation. Um, I had to like, I like had to make a media marketing plan for him. And I was so glad I did because it taught me a lot about like what things I wanted to do in the business and what things um, I could do without. And like actually get me prepared to like talk to clients. Like he was like, yeah, I'd love, you know, for you to work with me, but like, I need you to like actually work for me. I don't want you to just have this because you're my daughter. So it really took a lot to like, you know, like hone in, like, what do I want to do? And like, Is it going to be sustainable? Like, am I going to be able to like do this and like still like it? So um, I did a bunch of proposals and my dad was like, great, you're hired. And then I was like, awesome, I have one client. So like I had to hustle my butt off. I went to like countless um, networking meetings. I woke up at 4 a.m. so I could make it on by their time. Like just did crazy, like time change things just so I could like get onto these meetings and like networked with a ton of people. And I just like built up my clientele through there. And I feel like I'm constantly evolving and taking on new um, ideas with the business. Like when we started working together, I was like, I love doing partnerships. Like let's do that together too. So it takes on just like different areas, but um, I don't, I guess that's like a long explanation of just like, I need to hustle and I need to be busy. And that's just kind of like where I took it.
1: Well, I feel like you have so many different skill sets that you're really strong in. And that's amazing for what you want to do because like for me, when we talked on the phone, like, and you like quote major pitch or whatever to me, like I was instantly like, okay, this girl knows what she's doing. Like, this is such an asset to me because I'm such like a, I guess I'm like a creative, but when it comes Mm -hmm. to putting that to like a plan and a strategy and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. that's the hard part of me for business. So like, I feel like you're such an asset to me because you're like, organized and you have ideas and like, you're like, you send them to me and I'm like, yes, sounds good or whatever or feedback. So, but I yeah. think, you know, that's amazing. A, that your dad made you do it, even though it was probably like annoying, like, okay, dad just hired <laughs> me. But <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but oh like I mean, that probably really benefited you in the future. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's awesome. It's, it is hard to, um, also what people don't talk about is when you're in Europe is working primarily with people from North America. Mm-hmm the hours Mm -hmm. can be tough. Like Mm -hmm. I know you and I have definitely talked about this with clients and stuff in the past, but like just the gosh, just the communication. Sometimes people blowing you up at like 12 AM and then you feel like you have to go do it that second, even though you're like in Mm -hmm. bed, it's, it can be really challenging. It really can. And first of all, I'm like
0: blushing, sweating after you just complimented (laughs) me. So thank you. I'm like literally sweating, dripping sweat. Thank you. Um, so, and like you and I, you've been such a good support for me too, because like with the first, I'm like on year and a half of my business, almost two years in, and um, I really can get taken advantage of so easily because I'm oh, such like, a yes girl. Like I have like no boundaries sometimes. And I like would go to you and like, is this okay to my clients for this? And you're like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> so like, I'm like, you're right. And I need that. I need that like, you know, push and um, yeah, it's hard because like you, when you're like Hustling, doing your own thing. Like, you want to be like the best and you want to grow and you want to grow. And it's like, at what expense? Like, I found myself working like 12 hour days sometimes last year. And I'm like, for what? Like, well, because I was planning a wedding and that's fine. But I'm like, I'm not even enjoying Europe right now. Like, I'm just like sitting on my computer for 12 hours a day and I'm saying yes to things that I'm like underpaid for. And it was just like really defeating. And so I feel like my goal for this year is like really like know my value and like understand there's a difference between like, taking on free work, getting the experience, doing what you need to do to get where you need to be. But I'm like, I am where I need to be right now. And I don't need to be being taken advantage of. Like I've, like I said, I went to network meetings. Like I, I wanted to find like the right clients. So I didn't have to feel like that. So um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, working like with clients in the United States, it's on their time, on their hours, and it can be challenging for sure.
1: There is nothing that will make you more resentful than charging less than what you're
0: Mm-hmm. worth
1: for the work that you're doing. Like yeah. I've certainly gone through that with clients and I have certainly, and still struggle with boundaries where I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's tough. Like I'm like this, even in my personal life, but just, I'm such a people mm-hmm. pleaser. Like it's yeah. it's weird. Like, even if I feel like someone's like mad at me, like, I start spiraling and I'm like, are they mad at me? And I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. I'm like, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard being a people pleaser, especially in your yeah business and yeah i mean i i find even with this podcast that's something that mm-hmm. has helped me come out of it a little bit mm-hmm. but also i do find myself stuck in that sometimes where i i mean we were kind of talking about this before mm-hmm. with like the yes. whole we wanted to talk about inclusion and we're like okay mm-hmm. how do we talk about this and not have to mm-hmm. tiptoe around it but it's like i still feel the need to do that because yeah. i I'm a people pleaser. I don't want people to listen and think, is this about me? Or is Mm -hmm. this blah, blah, blah. Or if I say something that could potentially be taken the wrong way, I edit Mm -hmm. it out because I just don't even want to deal with it. And I don't want people to be mad or upset, but, but Mm -hmm. that's also where the, like the heart of things lie.
0: I know. I totally agree with you. And like, that's like the whole thing too, where it's like the cancel culture. It's like, listen, like, if you say something on the podcast that's going to upset somebody, like, you're not Bill Cosby, you're not, like, like, there's, like, people <laughs> that need to be canceled, like, you're not cancelable for saying, like, your feelings, like, do you know what I mean, that was probably a really extreme example to you, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby, I'm, I'm crying, I'm literally crying, sorry, but it's, like, okay, no, you're serving a community, and if you say something's going to upset somebody, it's, like, okay, because TikTok is so, like, canceled, it's, like, no, girl, like, there's people like should be canceled and like you saying like your true feelings and experiences and like no it's 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 fine so yeah it's like hard because um especially like we, we were kind of like mentioning even like the way beginning of this podcast like um having my sister and like people stick up for you and stuff too I think like for me especially coming here um to Germany like without my sister like I needed a community I like had this like Fairy tale image in my mind that, like, we were all gonna be like freaking best friends, like, pillow fights. Like, I'm thinking, like, the movie <laughs> The Hot Chick, like, everyone's like best friends, like, whatever. And then, like, at the end of the day, like, we're all humans, and you know, we all like it's just hard. We all have different schedules, different priorities, different like life stages. And um I think you need to take it in, like, for what it is and not just like obsess over the small things. Like, that's what I've had to learn. Like, um, and also, like, at the end of the day, though, my, like, biggest advice for, like, anybody on a team is, like, this is a crazy life, and people are going through such insane things. Like, community is so important, and just to feel, like, that everybody, like, is, has somebody to lean on, mm-hmm. it's just important. I mean, you don't, you don't all need to, like, go to the games together, drink together, do this and this, but, like, to like feel like people are there for you I think is like the bare minimum so important do you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. I feel I feel that way I feel like like our community like where I am like I there people are there for you and like that's what you need at bare minimum like you know you don't all need to like hold hands but like you got to have like respect for one another and that's just kind of like where it is so, like I feel like I've had to learn a lot through this thing where it's like I've made mistakes I've like done stupid things or I'm like why did I do it and, like Thinking back, I go go to bed at night and like, oh my God, I probably felt like I left that person out or like I did this wrong. And like it's such a crappy feeling. But at the end of the day, like I will always support somebody. If somebody like is pregnant, needs a ride, if somebody needs something, like, you know what I mean? Like that's what we all really need for each other at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So many thoughts going through my mind. (laughs) It's yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, everybody just wants to have someone that they feel a connection to. And like, Mm -hmm. honestly, a a cold, hard fact is that you might not have that every single year. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I always think, okay, I'm going to have one person at least that I feel like I can really rely on, but like, sometimes that, that won't happen. And I think Mm -hmm. that's hard too, when you're away, because you have this expectation that Mm -hmm. you're going to have someone or it's all going to feel great and everyone's going to feel included, but it's just a... I just have so many thoughts about it. I'm like, I don't even know. know what direction to go in. You said something else too. I'm I'm trying to think about it. Like both directions. I've heard people like going into
0: it being like, oh my God, everybody like loves everybody. You guys are gonna be best friends. And I've also like heard before, you know, I came in that like nobody likes each other and it's just so awkward. It's different personalities. And it's like, oh, that's so hard. Like, how do you go in? Like it it just it's a hard, it's a hard thing to go into. It's just every year you you're meeting new people and
1: it's like it leaves us speechless. Like we're both like speechless on what even we saying are. about it. <laughs> we are because I'm processing what you're saying, and I feel like my mind's like, again, it's like I'm I want to say something, but then I'm like, do I? Do I not? I mean, mm-hmm. I am not a perfect person. I have mm-hmm. definitely made my fair share of like looking back at things. I could have done things differently. I could have maybe included people more. I think that comes with growing up. To be honest, I. Have tried to take out of my vocabulary if you want to come because nothing pisses me off more than knowing that a plan is established and it's thrown my direction after. If I want to tag along, it's like, let's stop doing that and just say, Hey, if you're not busy, we'd love for you to come or Mm -hmm. we want you to come or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't put it on me if I want to come and crash on your guys's plan because that happens Mm -hmm. all the time, and I don't think people realize like. Yeah, it's really obvious that you guys made the plan and then threw it just in case someone wanted to jump in on it. And it's like, well, why would I want to do that if I wasn't part of the original plan?
0: I totally, it's, you're so right. It needs to like communication is where everything starts and ends. I feel like, and this one is it for me, like that's the hardest for my personality to take on is like the invites always open because I'm not the kind of person that's like when people are like well it's always open to anybody anytime it's like well I'm <laughs> never going to be like hey I've heard that if that's yeah. hard for me to do like I think everybody at the end of the day just wants that like to feel like they're wanted there just kind of like what you said like the um if you want to come but it's like okay but I do like am I like lame that I want to come is like it like awkward that I want to come like it just it feels so like incriminating sometimes and like it like I try not to say like the invite's always open because I don't want someone to be like well, they talked to that person directly, but like they didn't say it to me. So maybe I'm not supposed to come. Like it's right. such a hard thing to like Like, why always. am I
1: hearing about this from the guys? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. has no one said something to me?
0: And at the end of the day, what I've learned too is like, it is always your kind of yourself spiraling because I feel like the intentions are always pure. Well, not always pure, but I, I like to think the intentions are always pure, but the delivery is off. And I-, I and that's why like, I try and like, I try and be like very clear on my delivery these days. Cause I'm like, that's like where I've gotten myself into trouble. And that's where I've made like assumptions and then like called people out and they were like, you read that wrong. That's on you. And it's like, okay, maybe if I would have like stepped back, but it's just like, I think hopefully maybe like we're kind of incriminating ourselves here right now. Just saying that like when someone says like the invitation is always open or like come if you want to, it's like, can we all collectively just stop saying that? Cause it's so but hard on receiving
1: it. Good. All of these are legitimately thoughts. I think everybody has like, no one mm-hmm. likes to be excluded. No one mm-hmm. likes to get the invite thrown at them last minute. Yes. Yeah. You are allowed to hang out with other people. Everyone doesn't have to be invited. Dear God, the mm-hmm. introverted part of me does not want to be doing group events all the time, but mm-hmm. think about it from someone else's perspective. If you were yeah. the one excluded, mm-hmm. the only person, how does that feel? I mean, I'm not going to say what year it was, but there was a time where we were in Europe and every other import couple was invited to a game night or something at someone's apartment. And Charlie and I were the only people not invited out of all of the imports. Every single other import couple was invited and not one person spoke up and said, we should invite Devin and Charlie. Yeah. Not that's... One person. Mm-hmm. And it was like... That's probably as like authentic as I can be right yeah. now as sharing that experience mm-hmm. because saying that out loud is like really hard for me because I'm like, yeah. What if that person listens? You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't really care because it was a yeah. really rookie move. It was. Yeah. We're over here in Austria, and
0: mm-hmm. then I'm
1: like, other people with kids were invited, mm-hmm. it's, so it's not because I think a lot of moms kind of play that card where they're thinking, is it because I have a kid? Is that mm-hmm. not why I'm not going to no, know other people with kids are invited. So then I'm like, this is personal. Yeah. Like this person did not want us there. And mm-hmm. so we were not invited and it mm-hmm. really, it really bothered me. <laughs> no, it's
0: that, that makes me sweat. And that hurts because I mean, I have for sure been in situations like that too. And it's like, you have to come into like terms with like, okay, it's like that, that hurt. And like, for me, I think like on the contrast, like first of all, that's happened to me. But on the contrast, there was like a year um, that everybody was always invited, even though there was somebody that like didn't really like naturally get along with everybody, but they were always invited. And I thought that was like the most admirable thing. And I look up to those girls still and I'm like, God, that was so cool because like looking back, like you're never going to regret just inviting that person just having them there. Honestly, it's kind of, If something goes awry, it's just like a chuckle that you can have later that night. And it never really does. So it's like, at the end of the day, just like, and like I said, I look back at those people and like, they're the classiest women I've ever met. The fact that they did like, that everybody was always included. And I'm just like, but I've also experienced, you know, not being invited or like, even like, I know lots of people who have been in the same position where it's just, it's so hard. And at the end of the day, like when you look back, you're never gonna regret just having the whole
1: crew there. Uh, That is such a good point because you're really sitting there deliberate. Like, I mean, even Mm -hmm. just relating the back to my experience, you're sitting there for whatever reason deliberated Mm -hmm. and made the decision not to include us. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You clearly Mm -hmm. didn't want us there and I don't want to be somewhere where I'm not wanted. Yes. But would it really have killed you to have us Mm -hmm. come over for one night? Because I think that one decision made Mm -hmm. honestly me feel really uncomfortable for the rest of the season. It's, it literally
0: like ruins your it like ruins your spirits and it's like it's, it did it's it, it really sucks and it's like yeah in that moment that's like it's still something that you're you're thinking about to this day it's like was it worth it was that one fucking night of a few people and you feeling like high and mighty not inviting other people like was that worth it I will say like one time in high school this is funny I had a bonfire and I deliberately didn't invite one girl like out of basically my entire grade because I was having beef with her and I hated every second of the bonfire. I was sick to my stomach. I felt like a loser. And I still think about that to this day, like how disgusting I felt. And the mission was not accomplished because everybody was like, this is bullshit that you didn't invite this girl. Like, it's It's more embarrassing for you. They didn't say that part, but like, it was more embarrassing for me that I didn't invite her than just inviting her and just being that like person that just like stepped up and just like included everybody. Cause like, I, like I said, I still think about it. Like, why and I wish I could go back if I also was 15. So I'm like, I have an excuse. Like yeah. we are grew, goddamn adults. A yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, it's like, and maybe it took me that experience, to like really understand how it feels for people to be left out. Like part of me, Devin, too, thinks like people maybe never been left out. And if you've never been left out, like, holy shit, it hurts so bad. It, and it's like, cause you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? What's like, it hurts so much. Totally. And like, I, I started to have like a feeling like that, um, like I've been here for like two weeks and like I actually one of my friends like she put together like this thing last minute and I was like convinced I wasn't included I was like convinced and like I was like working myself up by the stomach ache and finally I texted her and I'm like I feel like you're making these big plans and I'm confused like why you didn't invite me and I'm really glad I had reached out to her and said that because she was like oh my god she called me and she's like yo you got that so wrong here's like how it happened and I'm like okay, I'm glad that we both communicated like on this like level that we both like spoke honestly about what's happening because I'm like, then we got to the bottom of it. Instead of like me assuming and like spiraling all night, I'm just like glad I brought it up. And it it really wasn't that way. So it's like at the other side of the coin, like when you leave somebody out, like maybe you are doing it unintentionally and you should know that you're doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I've had so many honest conversations with some of the girls, like on the team we're on. It's like, sometimes you don't even know. And that's like
1: what's right. scary. I'm just going to the- interject really quick and just say, but on the flip side, sometimes people do know and need to take accountability and, and yes. when that's not taken. It's, it's it's just not cool. Like you need to, if you made, cool. if you did that and you know you hurt someone's feelings, like you need to apologize and own it.
0: Well, and that's what I was going to say too, is like the situation that you brought up in the situations like that, because like, I've clearly been in the same exact position, um, <laughs> like literally the same thing. And so I'm like, um, that's an intentional one. Like that, that one. That totally. Hurts. I don't know if you ever like brought it up, but like, did you ever talk about it with that person or did you just kind of like let it go?
1: No, because I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it mattered at the end of the day yeah. like, with that person specifically that hosted that I was kind of like, like, what's that going to do? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I did talk yeah. about it with a friend, um, that I was close with. It does like, like you said, kind of dull like it kind of dimmed my light a little bit and like I feel like I'm such a I like to host I like to get people together and after that Mm -hmm. incident happened I never planned any more group things for the rest of the season because I felt I was hurt like I I was Mm -hmm. hurt and I was hurt that no one said anything I was Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't do that like I don't care who it is. like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to exclude one couple like Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't and if I was at someone's house and they were inviting five of the six imports, I would say, mm-hmm. "Hey guys, do you think we should invite Madison?" Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. people need to stick up for each other. And I know there's such a when it's oh. at someone else's house. Well, it was mm-hmm. at their house, so I didn't know who gives mm-hmm. a shit if it's at their house. Mm-hmm. It really can be a slap in the face.
0: I think at the end of the day, too, there are too many assumptions. There's too many assumptions of like uh, girls who are. Um, that don't have kids that are like, oh, I don't want to hang out with moms. Like, that's not fucking true. But then there's like, the moms who are like, oh, they probably won't, you know, want to do something because there's kids here. It's like, that's not fucking true either. I love your kids. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like there's a, it's a hard like thing to assume one another, but it's also like, I've caught myself being in this position where like, I don't have kids. And so like, I'm very much in the stage two, or like, I want to live it up and do whatever. Like after, like, I work like during the week on Friday, like I want to drink ten beers at the game and like party. Okay, not ten, but like, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, but anyway, so like I also like feel awkward. Like I don't want to be like that person that's always like, who wants to go out tonight? Like who wants to do this? Who wants to do this? And like when it's like I don't want to annoy people who are like very not into that. So, like I, I feel like a weird like awkwardness sometimes about it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. I'm like fumbling my words, but like I don't want to be that person that's like, always like let's like, let's go out, like let's go here, let's go to this place for dinner, and people are like. I can't do that. I work on the stair. I have kids or like, I just, you know, I don't like drinking as much. So it's like, it's awkward sometimes like to like, like feel that out. 2022,
1: 23 season. If there's anything I can say going into this next hockey season, you guys let this be the season of transparency. What with what you're saying as a mom, there are things that I know I cannot do because I have a kid. I cannot go out Mm -hmm. and drink 10 beers at the game because mm-hmm. I have a kid do I mm-hmm. still want to be included in that yeah I do but mm-hmm. am I gonna go to that probably not but then there's yeah. also the flip side of things where like it's such a it's like such a rabbit hole because I'm like it is. I don't want to feel in- included but I'm also like then I feel I bad I've said no 10 times and then sometimes get yeah. obligated to say yes so it's like can we mm-hmm. just all like just say what we're doing say what we want Mm -hmm. to do. No judgment for people. If they say no, keep including them. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between like no reciprocation. Mm -hmm. And eventually if you're asking someone one-on-one, let's get together, let's get together. They're not ever reciprocating. You're going to be like, I'm done. (laughs) This is is clearly not a two-way, but.
0: Well, I mean, at the end of the day too, I think like, we've also like worked ourselves in a circle to like get to the point where it's like, yeah. Like sometimes you're going to want to, you know, hang out with moms and that freaking rocks. Sometimes you're going to want to go on. Though.
1: And moms yeah. get oh, that. That's like. Totally.
0: And sometimes if you have a dog, you want to, you know, maybe go on a walk with somebody who has a dog, but if there's like consistency of like these people are hanging out without other people, people are watching games without other people. People are having dinners without other people. People are like having parties, birthdays, all those kind of things without other people. It's like, those are the things that like hit. It's like, if, if moms yes. are like, getting together play dates or like even like you know blowing off scene going to dinner I'm like I'm not I'm not hurt but like when there's like a freaking dinner and there's everybody there but you like that is like oh that man that hurt yeah I'll stick with you
1: yeah and I mean that's naturally going to happen too. like with like it, within the group in general if you have dogs you're mm-hmm. going to do things with people that have dogs and if you have kids you're kind of on the same schedule so it's like we got to get these kids energy burnt let's go to the park yes but I think The important thing is that at the end of the day, like we all need to come back together and make sure that we're Mm -hmm. still putting in that effort to hang out with people that it it, it's almost like it's convenient to hang out with people that have Mm -hmm. the same stuff going on, but like stepping Mm -hmm. out of that convenience sometimes and being like, I'm going to put in a little extra effort with this person, Mm -hmm. um, because I want to get to know them or whatever. Like there's so many people Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to get to know I know it sounds bad, but it's like not like the schedules just don't mesh up. So it just never winds up happening. But I think it's like mm-hmm. trying to just put that effort in. Cause I think, I mean, if there's a good dynamic, I feel like I usually leave girls nights feeling rejuvenated and good yeah. when I'm living away mm-hmm. from home. And mm-hmm. so it, it sucks when it gets to the point where it, actually doesn't feel good anymore leaving those nights Mm -hmm. where you're like wow I actually totally feel like an outsider and I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's hanging out way more than what I'm actually (laughs) I know and it's so true and I think like too like bouncing off what you said like
0: the assumptions are just like hard because like I think about who like I'm very close to a mom on the team and I'm not a mom and I'm very close to somebody who's like eight years younger than me so I'm like you can't make assumptions that people aren't gonna like wanna hang out with one another because of like their different life stages. Like, that couldn't be like more untrue. So, like, it just all, yeah, inclusion and support at the end of the day. Like, we're all just like trying our best and it's so lonely sometimes. And like, you just need each other. That felt like very
1: therapeutic. And
0: it, it was, it was like cathartic. I was like, cause we've all, like, I've literally been that person that was like the only goddamn important that wasn't invited. I'm like, yeah. so, and it's like, what's funny to me is like, we all have the same experiences, <laughs> yeah
1: well, <laughs> that's so a, crazy that's just as i'm I'm kind of tired of beating around the bush with what I want to say mm-hmm. about this because we all have experienced it. We've all gone through this. We all, probably every single season that you've been on, you have felt excluded at some point. Something has happened yeah. where you have felt excluded, and you probably know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about and how that feeling mm-hmm. is. And I think you have to take that feeling and be able to let that help pour into situations for the better like it, yeah you know how it feels to be excluded mm-hmm. don't do it to other people
0: and you're gonna regret it you're gonna go to bed in like 10 yeah. years
1: and think about the
0: bonfire when you should have invited the other girl it's but then he got on the rabbit hole he was like maybe it's me I've had that same rabbit hole with Ben too, where Ben's like, it's for sure my fault it's how I act in the locker room. I'm like, it's not how you fucking act in the locker room. It's
1: it's it's <laughs> this me. Is deeper than that,
0: Ben. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like not all about you. Okay. <laughs> Let me have one part that's about me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <for> real. <laughs> Even though it's like horrible, it's like, this is me. Not about you right now, but yeah, uh... it's I don't care yet. Yeah, like, let's let's be honest about it. I'm sure people are gonna like text in and text in like a radio station um call in who wants to call in right now (laughs) the lines are open (laughs) oh
1: my god no but really I this I really think people are gonna like be like yes yeah to this like I really do like I would be like if I was listening to this thank you girls for sure yeah and if nobody resonates with it we got each other so there's that Yeah. yeah if we get like you know. Shit on exactly. for this. We have each other. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you. This has been freaking so fun. Like, such a fun Friday night activity. I, yeah, I know. It's like, what? Now no, it's, we obviously like voice note, I feel like a fair bit. Like, sometimes yeah. we'll get into like a lull where we like don't talk for a bit, but then we're like voice noting again back and forth. And mm-hmm. it's just like funny because we'll do like quick, like life updates, like, oh, this is what's happening, blah, blah. And it's like, yes. Three minute voice notes. And then we don't talk. And then we're like doing it again. So, um you're actually like the third person that I've had on as the podcast was started back up that just got married you're yes uh, your whole like get up was just amazing I was obsessed with your hair Um, oh my god thank you yeah you looked incredible but I was literally dying and was like we have to talk about this on the podcast because (laughs) just like no one talks about planning a wedding and like the shit that happens when you're Mm -hmm. planning a wedding with like etiquette, with expectations from people that, expectations of you from people that are invited to your wedding. And I thought it was just so funny. And it brought me back to when I was planning my own wedding and Mm -hmm. just some of the funny stuff that I endured. Oh my God. Yeah. And it it cracked me up because like some
0: things I was like, it didn't feel right, but I'm like, I don't know if that's like, flat out rude. So like I'd voice messages to you and your response would be like, oh my God, I can't (laughs) believe they did that. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not alone. This is not okay. Like some people are just like, it is, I've had to give my sister like so many like Zen tips. I'm like, you are going to get pissed off a lot and like, try not to make that like your experience because people will literally, you'll see like some people's like true colors sometimes on like how insane some requests are where you're like I'm speechless
1: that you thought that was okay like I'm like oh okay so my first question to you is what do you think is the etiquette with bringing a date if it's not like at what what level do these people need to be committed to each other to have and let's say you've never met their significant other yeah what's the etiquette there Cause I think there's a little bit of confusion. So let's clear it up for people. It's so hard because I had
0: so many variations of people like ask me about bringing their plus one. So like there was one person where I didn't know them, they, they moved away and they got a girlfriend where they live. And it was fairly new, like within like the first six months, but they reached out and they were like, Hey, we're, I'm coming to the wedding. Like, how would you feel if I brought my significant other? Like, it's okay to say no. And it was so far in advance and I was like, you know, that's fine. Like you asked me, like, I feel like I respect that. And I, I love you as a person. I trust your, I trust that you're going to be probably with this person, but then I had people like up until, and, oh, it's just hard because I had people that like, I would have given them a plus one, but they didn't ask until the month of, and I'm like, it's actually not possible anymore.
1: Yeah. So it's like,
0: <laughs> it's, it's hard. And I did go on a limb with, with one person and they ended up breaking up with the person and the week of, and I still had to like pay for all their stuff. So I was like, oh my God. So like, it's hard because I didn't feel like I had a scale. I just had like a, a, a rightness factor in my heart where I'm like, you are legit. And like, there's other people where I was like, they, you're not going to last. Like, I don't even know how you're like going to ask them to do a wedding in six months or so that, like, you know, you're not going to be with them. Like, why are you doing this to right. yourself?
1: I feel like there's so many variants. Like if someone's traveling all the way across the country to come to your wedding, and they don't know anyone, like give them Mm -hmm. a plus one, like not just a plus one, but like if they're dating someone, it's like fairly new, but like they don't, they literally only know like you or your husband, Mm -hmm. like they're going to feel so uncomfortable and maybe not Mm -hmm. even come if they're not given a plus one. So if you want that person there, then I think that's the call. But I feel like if it's someone that is going to know a bunch of people there mm-hmm. and they want to bring someone that's new or like that they're even talking to or just a date. Know. Like mm-hmm. I cannot believe people just ask if they can bring like someone they're not even like FBO with. Yeah. To a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. that's a funny thing because I feel like people do not know how expensive it is per plate. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> are you like, are you aware that this is like, yeah, no, I, I feel like I the
0: exact same. And, um, I even had people like pull this for like, they did get a plus one and that plus one like couldn't go. And it was like, their actual actually like, boyfriend and girlfriend. So like, I'm going to bring my friend instead. And I'm like, no, you're not <laughs> like, and again, they like, get this with somebody who didn't know anybody and they were from across the country. I'd be like, but this person wasn't that like, I was like,
1: you know, all of the people here, you're not going to bring your friend. You're not going like, to bring your buddy. Listen, we're not close enough that you're just allowed to bring like Billy Bob from down the road. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is for this person and this person only. We yeah. had that happen too with, we invited, like, we didn't have kids at our wedding, but we were mm-hmm. like, which I totally understand. Like, I trust yeah. me, people. I don't want to bring my kid to your wedding either. Cause I'm not going <laughs> to enjoy yes. it. I'm going to be chasing it yeah. out. So, For sure. but like, we didn't do kids. And then it was like, well, my husband can't, or like, we can't make it, but we might send our kid in our place. And I'm thinking no offense, but your kid wasn't invited to the way. And then it's like, you're put, you, it's just like, people want to put you in the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. situations. I'm like, don't make me do this. Do not make me have this conversation. It's so like, y- you're already doing enough and you, and you have to have that
0: conversation, which like, it's so like, I, I've had the exact same situation where it's like, we can't go. So we're going to bring this person. It's like, no, because I have a, a a list of people that if the, if this list can't go, like they're coming, <laughs> You have a just, I, I had a B list and I Everyone couldn't even does. get to this It's okay. Yeah. And what sucks is like the B list or like a lot of the people you actually want there more than some of the people that are on your A list. It's like my B list was like all of my friends like that. Like I just like could not invite because like we had a very strict limit at our venue and which I guess basically a lot of venues do, but um, it was pretty small. Like we could only have like 150 was our max and Ben's family, his dad has like seven brothers and his mom has like six sisters. So I'm like, yo this is a lot of family and like I want the dance floor to be filled with friends and like so again like a lot of my friends who I was like I swear you're gonna be like I'm gonna be able to invite you this miss and, this. and like I could not invite them and it was like horrible and it's like yeah and like one of my little cousins just like didn't come he's like 18 I'm like yo bro like I could have brought my friend who I love not that you I don't love you me. but I'm like yeah and I'm like I love you don't get me wrong but I'm like let me know because I'm like I, I Yeah. It's just hard. Like all my college friends, I was like, not all of them, but a lot of them I couldn't invite, which like, it hurts.
1: I had a situation at my wedding where I didn't have kids, but, um, one of my bridesmaids, she had just had a baby. So that was like an exception. I feel like you have to make exceptions for your, the wedding parties, like considering life circumstances. I'm like, she literally has a three week old, like, it's fine. I was like, I just don't really want like toddlers running around or whatever. Um, which is fair. Like it's your wedding day. I understand Mm -hmm. my main thing was like, I was like, I don't want to have screaming in the background of my vows or like, that was my main thing. I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. like, I'm not even going to notice that they're there, but it's more like Mm -hmm. during toast and videos. I'm like, I just, that will annoy me (laughs) because
0: you put so much into this day. But I had a situation
1: where I had, we're friends. She was more of kind of like a boss figure, I guess in my life, Mm -hmm. but she, she messaged me and just basically was like, Hey, um, I know there's like no kids because we wrote something on our website just like we love kids but like we're this is an adult only evening like Mm -hmm. we want to just make it as relaxing for you as possible because for most Mm -hmm. adults it is relaxing to not bring your kids yeah but anyway she had asked me and said you know I don't think I can come if she can't come like I want to be there so bad but like I under but I also understand and I don't want to put any pressure on you and I was like Mm -hmm. I thought about it and I was like you know what like I don't want you to I don't want people there feeling anxious, (laughs) you know, I don't want people at at my wedding feeling anxious. So I said, Mm -hmm. that's fine. You can bring her. And she wound up leaving like before dinner, her and her husband and took, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so not only did I allocate Mm -hmm. and the part that pissed me off too, is this isn't like a best friend. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, like, Mm -hmm it's not the end of the world, but it's just like, it's more the concept Or I'm like, do you realize that this whole setup was like maybe anywhere from 150 to $200 just for your two plates? And you guys just yeah. took off when I made a huge accommodation to have an extra, you know, it was just like, people it's, just don't realize, I guess that. No. And that's actually like, that
0: stings like that. that that's not even just like money aside, which is so frustrating. because It is like you calculate every like seat that's not there. You're like, Oh my God. But that's going to happen. People are going to, you know, leave or like whatever. But like her situation really hurts or stings because it's like, there was so much just like effort and like flexibility that you had. And you went through all these hoops and like to leave before dinner. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you really see like people just like, and at the end of the day too, it's like, that's your special day and you want to be around the people you love. And it's like, what's another, like, well, it was another hour for you yes. guys too. It's yeah. like I know. I it's it's so hard. And like there's so many things like that too, where it's like you just like have to put a smile on. And it's like, it's frustrating though. Like that is like yeah and you already you went in above and beyond and like I I didn't have any kids at my wedding, but I'm also like um the young like no one has like really itty bitty kids right now. Like I have yeah. one person who does but she was like trust me even if I could have my kids here, they aren't going to be here because I'm going to be like partying on the dance floor. Yeah, like I was like, that was like the vibe of the wedding. And so, um, exactly. I think advice for brides too, is like, try not to like bend as many rules for people because it, it kind of like people ends pleasing. up biting you. And what'd you say? Oh, it's people, people pleasing for sure. Yeah. And it ends up like biting you in the ass. And then I actually thought where I thought your story was going, that someone was going to be like, okay, she brought her daughter, like, how, why didn't you let me bring mine? Which, like, I could see somebody being, like, pissed about that. Totally. And it's just, like, when you end up doing that, I, people, please, too, for one person at mine, I don't even want to bring up the situation, because it, it actually pisses me <laughs> off so much that, like, it, it induces rage, and I feel like it's, like, a problem, <laughs> but I'm, like, I bent the rules for you, and yeah. you screwed me over, yeah. and, like, it, it's just, like, I'll never forget it, so. um, I know. Yeah. I definitely can see your frustration there.
1: I think people, I think it all comes down to like, people are just from all different, like people are raised differently. People don't like my husband had been to hardly any wedding since he met me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm like, I have friends all over not to be like, I have friends all over, but like (laughs) my friends are like, he like, because of his lifestyle, like he didn't have like a high school group of friends or a college group of Mm -hmm. friends. He went high school here, high school here, junior hockey professional. So it's like, But I grew up in the same area, so it's like, and then I went to college, so I have my high school friends and my friends from home, my college friends, so I have a lot more weddings I am invited to, so he doesn't really know that. We get it, Devin, you're popular, we get it. (laughs) I mean, gosh, I'm just I'm, so popular. I just can't remember.
0: With- you are <laughs> we get it. No, I'm
1: just kidding. Yes, no, no, but I totally like, feel you He doesn't know like wedding etiquette per se, yeah. as I would, the kind of situation is what I'm trying to say. So, like if people are yeah. coming from all over, like people assume, oh, okay and I is it cool if I bring it's like, no, it's not cool mm-hmm. because no. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what well, I feel like no is yeah. a one-word, an- or what is that? Mm-hmm. no, is a what is it i obviously don't know that phrase so is have oh fucking God. problems with people pleasing yeah it's like no is a final an- or like no i don't know whatever i'm not saying that i know either. what you're
0: talking about and yeah. i feel like now i can't i don't remember it either and so you're That's gonna make a answer. post about it make like a like a quote post about this and put it on there so people are like what is this yeah what is that
1: cool well it's like you know when you feel like you have to tell someone no and give an explanation why yes like yeah. I've tried to stop doing that. Like, if I get invited mm-hmm. somewhere and either I don't want to go or I can't go, I don't need to be like, no, I can't make it because Crosby has this and then we're going to here. And blah, blah, blah. it's like a I huge t- no, just sorry. I'm so sorry we can't make it. I hope you guys yeah. have a great time. Be done with it. Yeah. I mean, I
0: one time, this is such a random story. Keep this or take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I one time, like, my people pleasing or like my cannot take no without an explanation. Like, I used to be like a server in high school. And one time, like I worked way too many hours one day, like straight up not acceptable. And my boss was like, Hey, you're gonna come in tomorrow morning and do it too. And I was like, No, I can't. I have blood in my poop. And I'm like, Why did I say that? Like, why did I why did I say that? I could have just been like, No, I can't, but I was like, I didn't make this like medical emergency that's disgusting. And he was like, Oh, that's that's pretty gross, but I could really use you. And I was like, And I showed up, and I ended up telling my manager this, I know, and I was, like, so embarrassed, I, like, gave this disgusting, not even true detail, and I'm, like, for, and for what? Like, I've never, and I haven't learned. (laughs) That's so gross. That's what that story just made me think of. I just,
1: like, I always have to give explanations. That is so funny. He's, like, yeah, but I still need you to come in. You're, like, all right, I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, he was like really hot too, so I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, I also yeah, p- you need to stop. I bet, I bet this is actually what happened. I bet you said, No, but I have blood in my poop, but I can still come in if you need me to. Oh, for sure. Instead yeah. of just like, I have blood in my poop, I can't. <laughs> you're like, I <laughs> but Oh my god, and then I'm like, Oh gonna- well, yeah, actually, I do need you to come in, and then you're like, pissed well
0: and I was like oh my god reading up on my like freaking restaurant safety pamphlet I'm like I thought that was gonna be a for sure hit like I thought you'd be like take the week off girl
1: I was like where is OSHA right now oh my god it's taken me so long to be able to stop saying but if you need me to even though I don't want to like it's the same with like Saying yes to things I don't want to say yes to. I don't, I try not to do that anymore because then I'm like mm-hmm. annoyed and like not, like I want to feel excited about the things I'm yeah. going to. Mm-hmm. If it's work, if it's a client, if, if it feels not in a, like I'm like, I don't, this, I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of or whatever. It's like I want to just say no. I totally agree. And honestly, like bringing it back to the wedding things too, I felt like that
0: like weird pressure too with so many like, people come out of the woodworks with some like stuff. They're like, hey, I have this for you that you should wear. Oh, I have this for you that like I think that you should show at the wedding. I have this speech or poem I think you should include in your. And you're like, whoa! Like, I, there's so many people like pulling you in different directions. And like when it comes to like wedding etiquette, and I had to like have conversations with my mom where I was like, is it okay that I'm like, I'm not gonna put that in the wedding timeline, or I'm not gonna wear that, or I'm not gonna do these things? Like, it is. It's so awkward, but for some reason, I feel like I was very confident saying no to those things because I was like, "This is my day." I don't know why, but like in general, God, when it came to like invites and people, like etiquette, like it was it was hard, and it seriously made me like rethink some of like my relationships where I'm like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you put me in that position where you you like really asked that."
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. For sure, people like some people have no problem putting you in like very uncomfortable situations. Like it's like yeah, shocking sometimes. Like the things people will like ask of you like wedding related Mm -hmm. or not you're just like Mm -hmm. oh my god now I have to sit here and stew for like two hours before I respond to you because I don't know what to say oh my god you were literally like retyping all these different like
0: variations of what to say it's so hard yeah okay one thing too about weddings that I want to bring up is like so Ben and I got engaged in December and he had the ring all summer but he wanted to do it um when our parents were all of our families came in to visit, and it was like this really special thing. The amount of people I had, Devin, that were like, "Oh my God, you're rushing your engagement! Like it's way too quick. What are you thinking?" Or like, on the contrast, I've had somebody who took two years, and people would always be like, "What are you waiting for? Are you crushing it?" It's like, oh my God, it's so awkward. Like when people like say, like I just the amount of times people were like, "Why are you rushing it? You're making the wrong decision," or like, "What are you doing that for?" Is it for the like? I've had people be like, "Is it for the money?" I'm like. Yeah. People are insane.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So basically everyone just stop asking questions like period of people and just let people do things they want to do. Well, it's like,
0: I guess I just, I don't feel
1: like I ever asked those questions that maybe would make somebody feel like
0: uncomfortable. It's like, I also like, and it turned into like a negative thing too. When instead of being like, Oh my God, congratulations. Like how fun you get to plan your wedding and have it be coming up so soon. Like that's so fun. Instead of like giving that response, people were like, oh my God, don't you think you're rushing it? You're like missing out on all this stuff. It's like, why did you give it the negative twist instead of saying like, it's going to be so awesome that you get to see it all come to life so soon. I yeah. just like, when I think yeah. about like what I say to people, like that's like the frame I try and put it in. I just like, couldn't believe. Oh, and I, I've i talked about this to one of the girls on the team too, because she had a situation i was similar. So I reached out to her and I was like, yo, how do I like respond to people when they say this? And she was like, you know, I got pregnant right after I got married and the amount of people that were like, oh my God, why'd you rush it? It's like, there's always going to be haters oh. instead of people being like, oh my God, how awesome that you guys are like moving into that next chapter. It's like, people just are so gross oh, yeah. with their responses. No,
1: for sure. I mean, like even going from one to two, like within two years, like it's like, oh, I, he mm-hmm. was here in three months or something when I got pregnant again. And like, people will just be like, oh, you guys aren't wasting any time. Or like, oh, you guys aren't. what? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're having two kids. And I think their intention is like, nice like they don't mean anything mm-hmm. bad by it, but it's just kind of like just because like your life path is like not the same as mine doesn't mean that's yeah. like weird or whatever I'm like this mm-hmm. works for us like, I think your situation is outrageously common normal oh, totally like, exactly be- how you because they can't relate they feel like yeah. they need to say oh you know we're not ready yet but I don't that's great for you you don't have to be ready yeah. I am ready I was ready to have another kid so like yeah like it's just just funny like people will always 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 project or insert mm -hmm. if it's different from their life path oh for sure I'm just like and that's like what's crazy to me
0: it's like I hear that and I'm like wow people really do nitpick everything about everybody's lives always like yeah I thought I was like getting the major brunt of it when I was hearing those things and then when I about my wedding and then when I hear you're experiencing that over like having a baby which is one of the most like special magical times of your life like why do you why do people have to like oh. spin
1: it negative like that's so I'm sure weird. it happens when people retire when they're 50 years old oh my god you're yeah. able to retire but it's like and that people will always say stuff so basically yeah do what you want and don't give a freaking crap what people think Totally. Well, it's like,
0: and you're so like mature to be like, oh, the intention is not that. It's like I always like need to like bring myself back down to earth and be like, hey, their intention was this, their delivery was just trash. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it is. Like at the end of the day, like they can work on it. But like yeah. my again, my goal for 2023 is to like take things with a positive spin when I ask a question rather than negative. And I'm like, I'm sure I'll still do it, but like it's just so icky when you feel like, were you like trying to like insult me right there with that question? It's just yeah. so
1: weird. Yeah. You're like, well, whatever. Yeah, It's always, it's always people's insecurities. I feel like, Bad oh my gosh, this was such a fun, I could literally talk. We're going to have to do a part two at some point. Cause I could just like Ooh. keep going for another hour with you. Cause that I was know. so fun. Like we've already, we've been talking for like almost an hour and a half
0: oh my god it, it did go by so fast again like this is like such a fun Friday night plan like I want to be a reoccurring person again I would love to oh my god no fun. I would
1: love to that that definitely felt like reoccurring a uh, material for sure <laughs> that's so I'm, that's such an honor yeah I always say this every episode but if someone wants mm-hmm. to reach out to you where can they find you you can plug your um business page as well your website anything yes. all that good stuff Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, my, oh my God, I just changed my Instagram name. I'm
0: MLL Marshall. So find me on Instagram. Yay. It was M Lindorf. Now it's MLL Marshall. And yeah, my business, Madison L Media on Instagram as well. If you want to, you know, just chat about any questions you have or like starting a business, girls rock. We can talk about it, whatever. Um, And then YouTube. I like to make YouTube videos every once in a while too. So you can find me there. All those things. I'd love to chat. I love Meeting new people, like we became friends through this. Like, let's, yeah, if you want to chat, let's talk on Instagram for sure.